Welcome to Health Trust Candid Conversations. This is a conversation series where we highlight physicians, clinicians, and supply chain leaders who are innovative, caring for those in need, and working to improve human life. In this conversation, I talk to Scott Nelson, Senior Vice President, Supply Chain with Kindred Health. Scott discusses new operational and clinical protocols stemming from COVID, as well the acquisition of products during this time. We dive into memorable events and obstacles he's encountered. I hope you enjoy this conversation. My name is Scott Nelson. I am the Senior Vice President of Supply Chain at Kindred Healthcare. And my responsibilities are for our strategic sourcing, content management and business analytics, and supply chain operations. I've spent most of my professional career in healthcare, mainly in medical and pharmaceutical warehousing, distribution, and logistics. However, I also spent time working for a short-term acute healthcare provider and in GPO operations prior to the past 20 months being a part of Kindred Healthcare. Can you also tell me a little bit about Kindred Health for our audience? Uh, Kindred has a, a pretty long-standing history of transforming itself through a number of different acquisitions and divestitures that have occurred over the years. However, probably the most significant makeover occurred back in 2018 when the leadership took the company private and at the same time sold off its home care and hospice business to a combination of private equity and Humana. The influence that private equity sponsorship brought to Kindred and really the importance that they placed on supply chain, which is mainly through the belief that significant value could be derived by building out a much more robust, centrally led strategy is what honestly brought me here and much of our team as well. So today, after all of that makeover, today Kindred is a healthcare company that specializes in long-term acute care, intensive rehabilitation, and behavioral health services. So I guess simply put, we really endeavor to serve the needs of the sickest patients that require care. Uh, with your experience in supply chain, uh, what have been uh, the most memorable events or obstacles uh, you have encountered? <laughs> well, I I think navigating the COVID pandemic definitely ranks up there, uh, similar to other outbreaks like Ebola and H1N1, although each one was a little bit different. However, I'd have to say the most memorable, Greg, would have to be back on May 22, 2011, when an EF5 tornado destroyed our hospital in Joplin, Missouri. I had the honor of spending the next few weeks after the 22nd on the ground in Joplin, helping to restore operations so that we could provide healthcare services back to the community. It was really one of those catastrophic events that had somewhat of a silver lining as it really revealed the importance of supply chain and uh, particularly the importance of how supply chain factored into that overall restoration effort. Also, can you talk to me a little bit about your 3PL model at Kindred? Oh, sure. Uh, so our hospitals are much smaller than a typical STAC, and many of them employ what is uh, referred to as a HIH or hospital and hospital model, where we operate within a host hospital. So unfortunately, we aren't blessed with a lot of physical capacity for product storage. 
Now, a few members of our team had prior experience with customer-owned 3PL or third-party logistics services. So as we had to become much more active placing spot buys of PPE through alternative sources, we saw an emerging need for warehousing, distribution, and logistics so that we could store, manage, and ultimately transport that product to our 64 LTACs and 24 ERFs across the U.S. So as that need became clear, we evaluated several different options, and ultimately what we landed on was utilizing our MedSurge distribution partner, Owens & Minor, to leverage three of their warehouses for 3PL services and also for uh, FedEx to provide transportation logistics. The models really served us well, so we actually are continuing to expand upon it and likely will continue to utilize this to supplement our prime distribution relationships. Okay, Scott, let's, uh, let's dive a little deeper into the COVID landscape again and talk about uh, product acquisitions. How were you and your team successful sourcing PPE supplies? I'll tell you, Greg, the, the situation has definitely improved from what it was in the early days of COVID. However, it, there definitely is a high level of volatility that still exists. And our first step when all this was unfolding real early into the year was we started by assessing our existing partnerships. Who were the suppliers that we could rely upon and were willing to step out and extend themselves? And which suppliers would go radio silent or worse yet, they would overpromise and underdeliver. There were a handful of those that really rose to meet the challenge, but many more that couldn't or they wouldn't. So our team had to turn to alternative sources where every new lead that we came across, almost 300 of them, was documented and vetted to make sure, number one, it was a financially and legitimate entity, and then number two, to validate the clinical acceptance of the product. So in the end, only about 5% of those alternative sources made the cut. So between these new sources and a handful of existing suppliers, we were able to formalize a network of trusted companies that ultimately we could count upon that would provide a reliable and consistent supply of PPE. How did Kindred adjust and adopt uh, any new protocols, both clinically and operationally, during this time to meet the needs of the business? I mean, the fluidity that surrounded all this as the world learned about the virus really day by day, sometimes hour by hour, added one more thing on top of what was already a challenging situation. So protocols were initially established, but then as more guidance came out from the CDC, they were updated. And so lots of unknowns, but as knowledge was gained, the protocols would evolve and be continued on um, communicated on a daily basis. The members of the supply chain team were really an instrumental part of our COVID preparedness team. So there were regular meetings conducted to make sure that we could really deliver the appropriate supplies and equipment needed to adhere to those ever-changing protocols. I wouldn't say it was easy, but having that connectivity so that we were on the front end of learning what changes would be made as they were being made helped us to react uh, in a lot more expeditious manner. But really, when it came down to it, the infection preventionists were the critical team members. They're the ones that had to immediately respond to any of the threats to our patients and our employees. They had to navigate through the myriad of changes and recommendations and protocols. Um, they were the ones that had to constantly educate themselves and everyone within the hospitals in order to provide the most up-to-date guidance. 
So staying well connected with our ICPs was uh, really a, a, an important key to success as the protocols continued to evolve. Uh, Scott, where do you think COVID-19 has impacted healthcare supply chain operations the most? The most. Well, there, I don't think there's any question that it's impacted the healthcare supply chain in a number of different ways, clinically, operationally, financially. If I had to say the most significant, I think it's probably exposed what is really a very fragile global infrastructure that was built initially on low-cost production and highly concentrated in one region of the world, in China. The industry has long since accepted the offset to that financial value, and, and that's really the susceptibility to tariffs, geopolitical disturbance, very lengthy and highly variable lead times, and having to carry much higher levels of inventory to buffer from those factors. So I, I think this disruption has required that organizations take three very important steps. Number one, organizations need to create visibility into our supply chains so that we are understanding of the footprints and how our first and second tier suppliers source raw materials, how they produce and store finished goods, and ultimately how they distribute those products to our sites. After we've created that visibility, number two, we need to assess the risk that's inherent with the current supply network. And as we did with COVID and the PPE products, source alternative suppliers that may possess a lesser risk profile. And then lastly, once we've done both of those steps, beginning to take actions that mitigate that risk and diversify our network that will ultimately allow us to build in improved resiliency. The goal shouldn't be about full avoidance of disruption. That just simply isn't possible anymore. It really should be about improved speed to recovery. So I think those things, Greg, uh, are hopefully the outcomes that will occur based on you know the last eight months of the supply chain really gaining insight into how it operates and ultimately how it could operate in the future. Agreed and well said, Scott. Uh, last question for you. What is uh, something positive that you think has come out of this pandemic outbreak? I honestly think our relationship with our hospital operators and our clinicians was really good before all of this unfolded. But I think over the course of the last eight months, it's really enabled that to rise to a new level. From the supply chain standpoint, we've gained an even deeper knowledge and appreciation of the needs and challenges that those folks are facing on a daily basis so that we can respond better, so we can support them. And subsequently, I think the value that our organization sees now and the role that supply chain plays has also significantly increased. I think, you know, the bottom line of it is any crisis situation has the ability to either create a larger divide or a deeper bond within an organization. And I would say there's no question that it's been the latter for Kindred Healthcare. And quite honestly, we're in a, a much stronger position because of it. That's great, Scott. Uh, I want to thank you for your time today and answering these questions and uh, just great feedback uh, from you, Scott, from uh, your experiences here uh, during COVID and your career. And uh, we're glad that you're at Kindred Health and you're a part of Health Trust, and uh, thank you for participating today. 
Greg, hey, it's been my pleasure, and I can't tell you how much we appreciate the support that Health Trust, and you in particular, uh, but Health Trust and the broader organization and all the folks in the sourcing teams have provided us throughout not just the last eight months through COVID, but you know the last 15 months that we've been a member. Uh, it's just been it's been a phenomenal relationship and one that we're excited to continue and take to the next level. So thank you. That's awesome. Thanks, Scott. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Health Trust Candid Conversations podcast. Please visit healthtrustpg.com to listen to more of our candid conversations.